Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Studs, coming to you from the Southeastern Connecticut Home and Garden Show at the Mohegan Sun. Here are your hosts, Colin and Jimmy. Jimmy! We're still going strong. We're we still going Look at strong. us, like the Energizer Bunnies. <laughs> you were crying out loud. <laughs> I am not eating any Tootsie Rolls. No? No, that would be my downfall. Really? Those, those are the gateway? Yeah, I have no teeth left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to talk about it. Get, get you some of that taffy. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, Marissa's just is polishing off all the, lo- uh, the lollipops. The lollipops, yes. They're just yes, about all gone. She, she goes yeah. right through those. Yeah. yeah. So we're still here. We're still um, here. Yeah. At the show. Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. That's yeah. us today. Yep. <laughs> we'll be putting our tuxedos on at 8 o'clock tonight. <laughs> still at 8. Right. Still all at right. 8. Good. I'm ready. And the pink cumber buns. Yeah, that was a suggestion we had. Yeah. <laughs> no. I think we're going to go away from the pink. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, listen, we got yeah. this is a little bit out of the norm today. Okay. Um, a very good friend of mine here mm-hmm. who, um, who I believe in, 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 in so many ways. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, he's very diversified. And I helped him years ago, tried to help him years ago on a TV show that he was trying to develop. Um, and this is the man, the myth, and the legend. As far as I'm concerned. All right. And that is? Dennis Savage. Right here. Dennis, welcome right to the show, here. my friend. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Colin. You're welcome. Appreciate you having so this is a little for us. This is a little bit out of the norm on the show because we usually do, because, you know, we do home improvement and things like that. But I just, Dennis came by. I haven't seen him in a while. I got to put him on the show because we've got a little bit that we want to talk about because he's such an interesting guy and mm-hmm. he's working on a show and looking to get it produced and have it have it on TV and it's a fascinating thing it's a fascinating thing he's doing so Dennis going to let you talk a little bit talk about the show and um, you and I and all this so we got some time go for it buddy well one of the things that's fascinating is that the last episode you were talking with Maddie about houses and selling houses and making repairs to make the house look better for potential buyers yeah right and you can walk in and out of your house hundreds of times and not see something that is blatantly there because it's your home, you live there, you're comfortable there. Right, right. And I interview men who have grown up in salvage yards that their grandfather and great-grandfather started, and they go to work every day, and dad or grandpa says, go out in the North 40 and get this door off this car and bring it in. We got a customer. And he walks through the salvage yard and he'll be going by a car that's been sitting there for 30 years that great grandpa bought and somebody wants it, but nobody knows it's there. And he doesn't even see it because he's walking by it every day. My job is to go into the salvage yard, walk through or drive through with these younger men if their family inherited the yard and show the cars and trucks that he walks by every day so people watching my show can say, hey, I've been looking for that. I've been looking for that door. I need right. that bumper. Now I know who's got it. I can call the guy and say, okay, I'm coming to get that bumper, and I'm bringing cash. Nice. So, Dennis, let's tell the audience what, what's, what's the name of your show that you've been working on. Well, the show is called Bring Them Back to Life because when I see a car in a salvage yard, I don't see it in the condition in which it really is. I see it as a potential project that can be restored, fabricated into something new or made into a street rod or a hot rod that people can get in, drive, and have fun and meet more people. Right. Now, congratulations, Dennis, because you now have a YouTube channel, and you've just just about hit 
probably by the end of the weekend, you're going to hit 10,000 subscribers to your show. That's right. Which that's is awesome. fantastic. Congrats. So great for you. Yeah. I mean, you deserve everything that's coming to you. Um, <laughs> I got a chance to work with him how many years ago? Well, it must be like seven, eight years ago, at, maybe. At least, yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, I get to go into his house and see how this man works. And you've never met the nicest guy. I mean, besides just working on old cars, vintage cars, and bringing them back to life, he's a pastor, mm-hmm. right? He's a pastor. He plays piano like the Dickens, right? <laughs> I mean, he's just such a well-rounded and wonderful individual. 72 years old, dude, going strong. Look at you. I'm like, oh my, you. it is just a pleasure and honor to see you here and have you here and just talk about life because it's just like the show that you were designing and you're putting together was a win-win and someone stole it and it tanked but but, the reason why it tanked because they didn't have your personality so yeah this is kind of a plug for you but at the same time it's a testament for what what america is all about and you are america dude you're just you're just such a great guy a great great person so like i said again I can't say enough about it. You know, you deserve everything that's coming your way. So let's talk a little bit more about your show. Yeah. Well, let's go back to where we met and became friends initially. It was yep. the Southeastern Connecticut Filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. So they were going to meet. It was in the Norwich Bulletin, a little note. My buddy John said, hey, Dan, why don't we go to this meeting and see if we can get involved? So we made the arrangements. We went to New London. We went into the restaurant where all the strangers were meeting. And some people, there was only a few who knew each other. And everybody got a chance to introduce themselves, you know, say what their dream was, what they were working on and everything. And I told everybody, I said, I have a vision for a TV show. And I walk through salvage yards and I enjoy it and a lot of men enjoy it. So I want to make a pilot that, that relays that to people, the enjoyment you can get and the visions you can get out of seeing old stuff that can be brought back to life. And, and I said, I, I've just done 10 years of Christian television, but that's behind me now, and I have this new vision. And everybody kind of got behind each other, and we all helped each other yeah. uh, nice. learn, learn the trade little by little right. from each other. Right. And, and I got to make the pilot. Uh, Alec Ashton became a really close friend, actually helped edit my pilot for me. Mm-hmm. Even though I have a degree in communications, I can do everything but edit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. That's so tough, man. Yeah. I, that state-of-the-art thing, is it's over my head. I'll tell you right now. Well, you got to have a lot over. of patience, too. Well, to once, you, once you do it, you can do it in your sleep. Really? Once okay. you get it down, yeah. But right. getting there is like, we have enough time with this with the computer. <laughs> Just getting the sound for crying out loud. Well, I learned how to do sound. That was about the only thing I really got down. And, yeah. and it got so frustrating a couple times. I, I kind of had to put my dream on the shelf. You know, I had to go through cancer. Then I had mm. a, a... Congratulations, another... And, and a cancer survivor. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was with you when you were going through that. Oh. And you were a trooper, dude. You were amazing. Oh, yeah. Really. I've lost a lot of friends of cancer, but I'm like... Pfft. You just oh. you blew through. You you kicked the shit out of it. But so you know how I did it. I I hid behind my camera. Really. Really. I I actually made a documentary first That's right. person, real time, videotaping everything that was done to me, talking with the doctors and nurses while I went through cancer. I remember that. <laughs> really? I do remember that. Yeah. So yeah. I I actually have it uh, as a as a trailer. I I made a trailer, uh, but I'm gonna have to have extra funding to finish making. It as a documentary. Right. It's going to take a lot more time, the editing process. I yep. have all the video. I have, I have everything yep. to finish it. Yeah. Um, but that, nice. that was that was a difficult time. But I'm a video producer, so having the camera in my hand in front of my face 
gave me a place to hide. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, it did. Mm. It worked great you for know? you. So uh, that was just part of the process. And then while I was going through the cancer treatments, I got bit by a tick working in my garden. Oh, no. So I had to go through the treatment for... See, <laughs> so you didn't know Mosquito Joe. You oh, didn't know... That's right. You didn't, oh, my God. Swatter. So, you didn't know Swatter. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I got through that. Uh, I had a couple of sick days, but I got through that. You're good now? And uh, Yeah, I'm good. Been, been, good for you. Been seven years clean. Congrats. And, uh, you know, then and then I thought I was out of the water. I get back working on my TV show. Yeah. And um, next thing you know, I'm I'm starting to have these issues where I'd get a vision of our, I was in a coffin and somebody shut the coffin and I could I ran out of air and I couldn't breathe anymore. What are you doing that for? And I, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd panic. So I yeah. Can't, I can't breathe. And I'd, I'd grab my oxygen tank. I was the EMT, so I grabbed my oxygen tank. In your dream or in real yeah, life? In real life, EMT. <laughs> So what grabbed, didn't you do? What haven't you done? I, I grabbed my oxygen bottle and head for my wife in case I passed out because she's a nurse. So I got, you know, but by the time I'd get to my wife, I, I could breathe again. So I said, what's going on here? Well, finally, I, I was talking to my doctor one day, and I said, you know, I said, it's the strangest thing. Nothing scares me. I said, nothing scares me. I just deal with it. Right. And I said, you know, when you can't breathe, it, it's kind of scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so so yeah. I said, I told my doctor one day, I said, you know, I got this little lump in my gum where there used to be a tooth. And I said, if I squeeze it, it pops. You know, and I said, but it's got an infection in it. He said, well, we better have that x-rayed. Come to find out that a, uh, an abscessed root canal was letting bacteria in my blood. I had a blood bacteria. It was killed infection. you. Wow. That could have killed you. Well, it stopped me from breathing a little, but yeah. it didn't kill me. Wow. But it could have killed you. <laughs> it could have killed me. If Jeez. you never took care of it, yeah. 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 So, yeah that's you know, very I, serious. You know, I've wow. been few few little things on the way. This was all while I'm trying to make my TV show. Right. <laughs> you know? So then I'd, you know, I'd find another junkyard, and I'd go, oh, I got another junkyard. Let's go. Let's go to work, right? So I was, I was doing pretty good. I'd get in a few thousand subscribers. And I got a phone call one day from somebody who was really interested in my business, but they weren't a video production studio. They were supposed to be a company that helped young businesses, startup businesses in depressed economic areas, which I lived in, right. uh, with grants. Hmm. Yeah. So that I could actually hire a cameraman, an editor, yeah. buy an old used van to tow my trailer to go to junkyards and get a car and yeah. videotape the whole thing. Sure. So I, I qualified for this this grant potential grant so i got into it i made all i did all the paperwork i did the research the marketing i gave them the whole business plan i made the business plan and submitted it with the fee that they requested to get me the grant well it turned out i'm not going to say what i thought of her but it was a scam i was just going to uh, say you got scammed <laughs> really i got scammed so Damn. my wife and i had been dealing with people i would bring a lawyer the contract and said, is this a legal contract? The lawyer would look it over. Yep, that's a legal contract. I said, okay. I call the Better Business Bureau. Are these people really a triple A rating in the business, Better Business Bureau? Yes, they are. Huh. Okay, thank you. I'd call the Federal Trade Commission. I'd say, is this company a legitimate company? Have they had any complaints against them? Uh, what phone number did they give you? And I'd, and I'd supply the phone number. Okay. Yep, that's their legitimate phone number. Hmm. There's, there, there's uh, no issues against them. Fantastic. So then we went to our banker and said, look, we're going to withdraw the money to send these people. So we need a bank check that you sign with us to, send, to put into their bank account. So our bank vice president, who deals with us personally, knew we were doing it. And she said... I'd kind of question it, but you've done all your homework. Right, so, you did. You know, 
I'm, I can't say anything. So we did it. We sent him the money. We waited the nine days. We called, no answer. Ugh. That's when we started figuring out I got burned. Ugh. And there was a couple of unturned stones that I missed along the way. So I've learned a lot, believe yeah. me. So then I said, okay, I got to call my d- state legal counsel. Yeah. I got to call the state legal counsel where they operate. Yeah. I got to call the Better Business Bureau where they operate. I went through the whole chain of commands to find out they weren't ever in Montana. They were in Las Vegas. Ugh. And they were like a sweat house. Yeah. Uh, Albert, okay? Yeah. So when it all got said and done, I was dealing with the FBI because I called the FBI. Yeah, yeah. And they were going to have me show up for a grand, um, grand jury and testify at a grand jury. Right. They yep. were going to fly me to Las Vegas. I said, okay. I'll go to Las Vegas. I'll sure. testify. Yeah, I, yeah. I lost some money here, yeah. right? So the day I was supposed to fly, they called me and said, uh, we got a hold on it. Uh, this this case has been overturned for a murder. I said, well, <laughs> all right. That's a little more significant than a yeah. few thousand dollars. Yeah, you know? yeah. I said, all right. I'll, I'll, no problem. Get back to me when I'm when I'm home. I was in. I was going to salvage yard in Washington State to do a show. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> okay. So... So I get home, and I didn't get called from the FBI. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. I said, well, you know, I'm just on hold. They know where I live. They got all my information. Sure. Finally, it wasn't maybe six months ago, my cell phone rang. Right? I looked at it, and I said, yeah, I know that number. That's that lady that burned me all that oh, money. Oh, no. Now, what's she calling me for? So I called the FBI. Yeah. I said, uh, this lady here, I said, she's on my cell phone. Uh, could she be back in business? Did you guys nail him? Was she back in business? Yeah. And he said, um, I can give you that information, but I'm on another line. Can I call you back? I go, yeah, of course. Call me yeah. back. You know, you got my phone? Yeah. About a half an hour later, the FBI guy from Nevada called me back. He said, um, remember I told you there was a murder case involved? And, and it was, yeah. you know? Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, well, what happened was... You and a few other people had zeroed in with all the information we needed to get them, and we got them, and they bailed. They made bail. Ugh. And three months later, they were found in a motel room, murder-suicide. We can't say all ends well that ends well. But, no. You know, but because we had so much information on them that the FBI got them. And case dismissed. Yeah, pastor, investigator, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> salvage, guru, yeah, Dennis Savage. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, now wow. I have now I have some interesting stories to tell. Yeah, okay? you do. You know, yeah, yeah I got do. burned. I'm embarrassed, but hey. I thought I had done all my homework. Hey, I just had the same thing almost happen to me too. So I got that all screened out too. But yeah, they're out there, brother. They're out there. Um. So, you're still doing your thing? You're still plugging along? I mean, you're doing the right thing. You're on YouTube. Um, you're going to get picked up. You're going you're gonna to get somebody legitimate that's going to finally go, hey, you know, because L.A. is watching anyway. So, keep up the great work. Keep up the thing with the subscribing. Yeah. You know, dude, I, like I said from, the, from day one, you're on the right path. You know what you're doing. You know, I hope this just doing the show for you helps out and people will take a look at your show. Yeah, absolutely. Just tell them the name of your show again one more time. It's Bring Them Back to Life. All right. It's on YouTube? It's on on YouTube. YouTube. Yep. Okay. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you as far as uh, the show or they have some old vintage cars that they want to maybe get out of their yard (laughs) and you want to take a look at them because, like you said, 
you know, people just want to get rid of something, and you may say a diamond in the rough there. How can they get a hold of you? Well, if they go to my YouTube channel through that, they can get my email address. You know, okay. Send me an email. Right. People make comments on my show all the time. Some aren't very nice. Because <laughs> they're weak. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. But Trust you know, me. Some of the neatest things happen, though, while, while me and my wife were out doing this. Of course it is. We, oh, we, magic, were in, dude. we were in Albuquerque. We went to go to the balloon fiesta. Isn't that something? That was awesome. Isn't that? Okay. That's, that's crazy. So I sent a message ahead to my cousin Ron, who lives in New Mexico. Yeah. So I'm coming out. We're coming to the balloon fiesta. Find me a couple of junkyards. He grew up here with me, so we've known each other all our lives. Yeah. So we get there, and he goes, yeah, I got a couple of yards for you. I'll, wow. take you. I'll take you to one that's an hour and a half away, but the other one's right in Albuquerque. So we went to the one an hour and a half away, got a great show with a guy who got a bunch of nice old stuff. Yep. We got back on the highway, headed back to Albuquerque. It was 10 minutes to 5 when we get there. So we drive up in this big gated place, nice-looking business with classics all over the yard. And, and we walked in. I introduced myself. He had two men at the counter. I told him about my show, and I said, would you like to do a show with me? He said, I'd love to, but I'm just hanging over here to take care of these customers. He said, I close at 5, and I got a meeting at 5.30. Can you come back tomorrow morning? And I looked. I called, I called her, and she said, yeah, you got time. I'm not getting the airline until afternoon. So I told the guy, I'll be back in the morning. I said, yep. and you got a beautiful office. You got those antique gas pumps and everything in the See back. See them over there? There's a few yeah. over there. You saw those? Yeah. He had a couple of them in his office. Oh, so I cool. said, you introduced the show but in front of your gas pumps, and, and that's how I'll start my show. Yeah. So I come back the next morning at 8.30. He's getting the office all cleaned up. He gets ready. He says, okay. He gets behind it, but in front of the gas pumps, does a great introduction. His name, where we are, business name, what yep. he does, the whole bit. Yep. He, he yeah. gets done. He said, how was that? How was that? I said, that was great, Dave. Great. He said, good. I've been practicing since quarter after five last night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it made him all nervous. <laughs> the pastor. <laughs> Well, man, well, we really, got to wrap yeah. the show up. Yeah, thank you um, so much for joining us, really. I got the signal. You got the signal? I, I get oh. that. Yeah, I'll produce <laughs> it. That's how it is. <laughs> well, it was really great to have you on the show today. Yeah, good luck um, with your show, too. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah, I look forward to seeing it. And yeah. it's, it's great to be behind the studs. Well, Isn't thank it? you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Right now you're in front of <laughs> Right now you're alongside us. <laughs> yes, you know. yes, yes. You're between them. But that's yeah. all right. Thanks a lot, Jim. All right, buddy. Good to see you, man. Thanks, Colin. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Yes. All right, everybody. We'll see you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.